From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Is the WIA News for the week commencing the 3rd of April 2011. More registrations needed in PR Day for Amateur Radio, special event stations, Repeater Beacon DX and Net Advice, and Deal is no deal. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for the week commencing 3rd of April 2011 and today presented by Amateur Radio New South Wales and members of the broadcast team. I'm John, VK2JPM. More registrations needed in PR Day for Amateur Radio. With around a dozen clubs or groups indicating they'll front up waving the flag in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day, the 17th of April, we need even greater participation to make the day a national tour de force public relations success for our hobby. Despite clubs successfully urging that early April be chosen, a period free from contests and with generally warmer weather, the sign-up has been far fewer than expected. And we need your help. More than anything else on the calendar, World Amateur Radio Day is ideal for getting our hobby right in the faces of a general public which typically hasn't heard of us or has a totally wrong image of what amateur radio is and what hams do. We have to fight so many other recreational interests to continue with the claims of being one of the fastest growing hobbies in Australia. Tune into the world Amateur Radio Gets People Talking is an opportunity to take our hobby out to the public and show them what it really has to offer. If you're the sort of person who relates easily with the public of all ages and both genders, if you know about our hobby, if you can talk about it without jargon, then we need you. Everything you need to know is on the WIA website at www.wia.org.au. Reusable posters, display boards and special event polos, t-shirts and hoodies are also available. But be quick. Remember World Amateur Radio Day on the 17th of April. Get involved. It only needs three or more to form a public station. You'll be helping the hobby and you'll have a lot of fun. Now with news on the WIA AGM weekend in Darwin, here's Spud, VK8ZWM. The Wireless Institute of Australia and the Darwin Amateur Radio Club want to invite you to Darwin, Australia's northern tropical capital for the WIA annual conference, being held over the weekend of 27, 28 and 29th of May at the Mirambina Resort. A welcome dinner by the sea at the beautiful Darwin Trailer Boat Club on Friday night. Saturday morning for the annual general meeting and the forums. Saturday afternoon we'll see presentations based around technology for the bush and life in the top end. The conference dinner on Saturday night at the lovely Treetops restaurant finishes off the Saturday events. For partners we've set up a tour of some special places in Darwin led by the team from the dark side. On Sunday we're going to Litchfield National Park. Bring your togs and swim or just cool off in the pristine waterfalls and rock holes. Take a look at the magnetic anthill phenomenon and join in barbecue lunch at the very pretty Wongai Falls. On Sunday evening, why not join the Darwin Amateur Radio Club for tea at the famous Mindel Markets and watch a beautiful sunset over Fanny Bay while eating your choice of specialty food from one of the many different food stalls. So why not register on the WIA website now and come to Darwin for a great weekend of fun and fellowship with fellow amateurs. Register now on the website www.wia.org.au, book your tickets and we'll see you here on the 27th of May, 2011. This is Spud on behalf of the WIA and the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Spud. 
We're going around the country on WIA News and moving from the top end to VK2 and VK3. Here's Tim, VK2ZTM. Yurunga Radio Convention is on again in VK2 this Easter weekend, Saturday the 23rd and Sunday the 24th of April at the Senior Citizens Hall, Bower Street, Yurunga. The longest running fox hunt field day in Australia. Two days of fox hunting, quizzes, raffles and pre-loved gear and displays. Inquiries are welcomed. The Coffs Harbour and District Amateur Radio Club will cater for lunches again this year. Free tea and coffee will be available for those registering. Numbers are required for the optional meal on Saturday night at the bowling club and please notify the committee. The old cups from the early days are on display at the convention and other times at the Ocean View Hotel where some of the early conventions were held. An adjoining lounge is available for those who want to get away from the activities. Yurunga is a quiet village, ideally suited for fox hunting. It's a very relaxing environment on the Klang River and has old-style charms, which is ideal for families. It's close to Coffs Harbour and Bellingen, or perhaps a drive on the Waterfall Way to Dorigo and the National Park Skywalk, picnic areas and the lookouts. Visit the golf or bowling clubs, or walk to the ocean on the Mirandering footbridge for a spot of surf fishing. And then, six weeks later, over the June long weekend, it's the 36th annual field day at Port Macquarie with the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club. While in VK2, here is the latest from Amateur Radio New South Wales. Hello listeners, I'm Terry, VK2UX, President of Amateur Radio New South Wales. The annual general meeting of Amateur Radio New South Wales will be held in the Centenary Building at our official station, VK2WI, at Dural. It's on Saturday the 16th of April, starting at 10am. Our special guest will be Michael Owen, VK3KI, President of the National WIA. I invite all members to come along, meet your new councillors and just have a catch-up and some lunch in the special surrounds of VK2WI. Then on Sunday the 17th, we are opening up the VK2WI site to the public as part of the WIA National Field Day. But before all that, next weekend, the 9th and 10th of April, we will be conducting the second part of the WIA Emergency Communications Training Course. It's also being held at VK2WI in the Centenary Building. That's all from me, 7-3, and I look forward to seeing you at the AGM. Now in VK3, the Royal Australian Air Force celebrated its 90th birthday this week and some 60 antique and historic aircraft from across Australia descended on the Ballarat Airport for the birthday. Why Ballarat? RAF Director of Regional Events, Air Commodore Rod Luke, said that Ballarat Airport was previously the Wireless Air Gunnery School and also the School of Radio, until its operations were shifted to Laventon in 1961. Tim, VK2ZTM, with news on VK2 and VK3. If you just joined us or you've missed all that, the bulletin is on the web, wia.org.au. Still around the nation, and for VK4 and VK7 news, over to Matthew, VK2YAP. VK4, Q News, and TARC does the WIA National Field Day. 
The WIA National Field Day will be happening on Sunday, April 17th, and the Townsville Amateur Radio Club Incorporated will be setting up displays of different aspects of amateur radio on the northern side of the Sturt Street headland on the Strand from around 8am. Amateurs are still needed to help with this activity, publicising the hobby of amateur radio to the wider community. So if you're in the region, get along to wave a flag and have some fun as well. Now to VK7, and the Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania's April presentation is called Antarctic Telecommunications. It's on Wednesday the 6th, starting at 7.30pm. The presenters will be Peter Yates and Ian McLean, who run the telecommunications for the Australian Antarctic Division. Venue is the AAD headquarters in Kingston. Make a note of it now. If you intend on getting along, please let Warren VK7FWET know by calling him on repeater 2, repeater 5, or on his phone. The number is in the text edition this week, best read at wia.org.au. Thanks, Matthew. With some news on education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, over to Tim. The Hornsby and District Amateur Radio Club will be running an exam session on the morning of Saturday the 16th of April at Waitara in northern Sydney for all grades of licence. Please notify the club by the 8th of April as this allows time for the exam papers to be ordered. The best way is via the form at hadarc.org.au. The club generally meets on the second and fourth Tuesdays of each month. However, as the 26th is a catch-up holiday for Anzac Day, which is falling on Easter Monday, there will be no formal meeting this month. Training, Education and Assessment. Congratulations go to Damien VK7HDS, who has upgraded to the advanced licence and completed the assessments and requirements. If you are in VK7 and are interested in undertaking an amateur radio exam and or training, and this could be for foundation, standard, advanced, regulations or practical, then contact Reg VK7 Kilo Kilo on 0417-391-607. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. International news with thanks to the RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Japan Triple Disaster, the latest in, submitted by Jim Linton, VK3PC, who's chairman of the IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee. As misery continues since the earthquake, tsunami and nuclear accident hit northeastern Japan on the 11th of March, the police death toll has reached 11,603 dead and 17,258 missing. The headquarters station of the Japan Amateur Radio League in Tokyo, JA1RL, became a disaster communication centre in the days immediately after the disaster. International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 Secretary Ken Yamamoto, JA1CJP, reports they transmitted rescue requests, including the needs of refugee centre facilities, down to the basics of electricity, water and gas supplies. Ken, JA1CJP, said that handheld VHF and UHF transceivers are now being delivered to the local disaster relief centres. The equipment is being used to establish VHF-UHF networks for refugee centres and local disaster relief.
HF Communications for Disaster Relief is still being operated occasionally by some volunteer radio amateurs, but JARL HQ stations were off the air by Friday the 25th of March. JARL expresses its appreciation to all the radio amateurs for their cooperation to keep 7.030 MHz clear for disaster relief communication, said Ken. While relief efforts continue, concerns are still being expressed about the crippled Fukushima plant that's the worst nuclear accident in Japan's history. The crisis has still not been overcome. It's a worrying time for the plant damaged by the earthquake and tsunami measuring nine on the Richter scale and the worst for that nation in 140 years. East Timor D-Expedition. The September East Timor D-Expedition has now received its call sign, 4Whiskey6 Alpha. The D-Expedition's website, 4w6a.com, includes profiles of team members, propagation predictions and lots of information about East Timor and Atauro Island, the location of the D-Expedition. The team comprises six operators using four stations. 4W6A will be QRV from Atauro Island, that's IOTA OC232, East Timor, from 16th to the 26th of September on all bands 10 to 160 metres using CW, SSB and RITI. The QSL manager is M0URX. Mike Zero Uniform Romeo X-Ray. QSLs may also be requested using the QSL request form on the 4w6a.com website. NIST to conduct time and frequency user survey. The Time and Frequency Division of the U.S. National Institute of Standards and Technology is conducting a survey to learn more about its users, seeking to determine how the agency can make its services more useful in the future. You might not know, but NIST services include WWV, WWVH and WWVB, which provide reference time and frequency signals via radio. And the NIST also provides the Internet Time Service, which provides accurate time synchronisation to computer systems and several other services to offer accurate time information via telephone or web pages. Radio amateurs are encouraged to complete the survey. You've got to love their on-air promo. WWV. All the time, all the time. Ofcom withdraws GPS jamming notice. The UK Office of Communication has announced that they're withdrawing the GPS jamming exercise notice that was made on March the 18th. A look at their website explains their policy on jamming. The Ministry of Defence conducts occasional tests on military systems which may result in some loss of service to civilian users of the global positioning system, including in-car navigation devices and networks which rely on GPS signals. Ofcom seeks to provide citizens and consumers with information about possible interruptions to these services via these email updates, giving advance notifications of these tests. Apparently, this notice was in error, and they've said Ofcom's notice of a GPS jamming exercise sent on the 18th of March for the dates 19th to 26th of May was issued in error, and it's been withdrawn. And they apologise for any inconvenience caused. You're listening to the National News from the WIA, brought to you this week by the VK2 broadcast team. I'm John, VK2JPM.
Looking at special events in the on-air contest column, on April the 23rd, the 2011 VKZL 80m Ritty Sprint. On April the 30th, it's Marconi Day for 2011. And also on April the 30th, the VKZL 2011 40m Ritty Sprint. If you're looking for a way to commemorate Anzac Day on amateur radio, well, apart from checking into the Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, there's another more relaxing way on the day. On the 25th of April, several nets will be run on 40 and 80 metres using AM or CW as an Anzac Day commemoration. The Townsville Amateur Radio Club will again be operating the club station from the club rooms which are situated in a World War II RAAF communications centre. Participants in the friendly afternoon net on 7115 kHz from 0600 UTC on Anzac Day will be using amplitude modulation, one of the two modes of modulation used by Anzacs during World War II, the Korean War, the Malay conflict and insurrection and the early part of the Vietnam War. The TC-57A TC-SWAT team, including Bekir TA-2RX, Tefik, TA1HZ and a host of others will be operating portable from one of the hills overlooking Anzac Cove during the Anzac weekend. Operations there will include CW and SSB. Operators will be activating VK4RAN on board museum ship HMAS Diamantina in Brisbane. There are lots of other nets and operators keen to be on board with AM or CW for this special way to remember fallen Anzacs. If you want to join in or find out more about this fine Anzac Day event, please contact Mike Patterson, VK4MIK, on VK4MIKE at yahoo.com.au. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. World Amateur Radio Day. Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. Members of the DXXE Mexican Contest and DX Group will activate 4A0IARU between April 18 and April 24 to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day on April 18 and also the 86th anniversary of the founding of the IARU. The QSLs for that one via N7RO. Deal is no deal. John Fisher, VK3DQ, writes, and I quote, The VK7DI activation of Deal Island, IOTA, OC195, has been rescheduled for October 2011. After waiting in the marina for six days for a suitable weather forecast, we sailed on Saturday the 26th at 5am. At approximately 10am, we were forced to turn around and seek shelter in Cowes Phillip Island. The seas in Bass Strait were above 6 metres and were very confused. We waited at Cowes and checked marine forecasts, which changed from the expected 1 to 2 metres, declining to half a metre, to very rough conditions and a gale warning. We then motor sailed to Watson's Passage in Western Port Bay, where we tied up to a mooring and considered our options whilst waiting for the time before entering the marina. As a number of our team members were running out of their time allocated to be away and considering the ongoing weather forecast, we decided to reschedule the trip for October.
We are disappointed that we did not make it this time, but safety of our team members must come first. We'll post some pictures of the big waves on our QRZ website in due course, and many thanks to all the stations who contacted us over the six days whilst we waited. Thanks, Tim. Philippines USA Special Event Stations. Remembering the 69th anniversary of the Bataan Death March, the amateur radio special event station 4 Delta 69 Delta Mike will be activated at Mount Samat in Bataan on Luzon Island on the 9th of April. The Death March of Bataan was a Japanese war crime which took place in the Philippines in 1942 after 75,000 men were surrendered. The preferred frequencies will be in SSB on 3893, 7225, 14330 and 21337 kHz and in PSK on 14070 kHz. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Illawarra and south coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on Sunday mornings at 10am via the coast-linked VHF repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society on 146850, 146975 and 146675. Prefer our website www.iars.org.au for information about the club and our meetings. I'm Tony Stone, VK2TS, President of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society. You're listening to the national news from the WIA brought to you this week by the VK2 team. Here's Richard, VK2SKY, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. Expedition 27 launch, NASA TV coverage. The Russian Federal Space Agency has adjusted the launch date for the next three residents of the International Space Station to Monday, April 4th. That's April 5th in Baikonur, Kazakhstan. The new date enables engineers in Baikonur to complete their checkouts of the Soyuz TMA-21 spacecraft. The launch date was set after a thorough review of Soyuz systems by Russian space officials and engineers. Russian cosmonaut and Soyuz commander Alexander Samakutyev, NASA flight engineer Ron Garin, and Russian flight engineer Andrei Boryshenko are scheduled to launch from the Baikonur Cosmodrome at 5.18 p.m. Central Daylight Time on April 4th, or 4.18 a.m., Baikonur time on April 5th. The launch will occur less than a week before the 50th anniversary of Yuri Gagarin's historic spaceflight from the same Baikonur launch pad to become the first human to fly in space. NASA ordered its comet-hunting Stardust probe to burn its remaining fuel, setting off a series of events that shut down the spacecraft after a 12-year career. From launch until final rocket engine burn, Stardust traveled approximately 3.5 billion miles. Engineers gave the order from Lockheed Martin's Denver complex where Stardust was built. Stardust performed one last experiment by telling engineers how much fuel was left. That will tell them how accurate their fuel calculations were and help with the design of future probes. Stardust was launched in 1999. It completed its primary mission in 2004 by flying through a cloud of dust and gas enveloping the Wild 2 comet and capturing samples. Those were sent to Earth for study via a parachute-equipped canister. Spacecraft don't carry fuel gauges because they don't work in zero gravity. AO51 enters an eclipse period. Eclipses are back for AO51 and the length is increasing every day. According to AO51 command station, Mark Hammond, N8MH, eclipses are now lasting about 1-2 to two minutes per pass. They are expected to increase in length pretty fast, gaining a minute every day or two over the coming weeks and month. 
AL51 is still running under power management in single transmitter mode on the 435.300 MHz downlink, running approximately 1.3 watts. The satellite will be off during eclipses and probably right before and after. You'll probably still hear the transmitter cycling on and off around the eclipse times, but most voice users will appreciate the stronger signals. AO51 will be in this mode until further notice. BJ8TA, an EME and satellite de-expedition. AMSAT China Chief Executive Officer Callan Kung, BA1DU, reports that his group is organizing an expedition to southwest China. This for EME experiments and amateur satellite communications. The expedition team will use the Special Technology Experiments Amateur Radio Call Sign, BJ8TA. The group will also be active on the available satellites during the expedition period. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Islands on the Air. Greenland IOTA Operation. Graham, G4MFX, will be in Greenland for work purposes and plans to operate as OX slash G4MFX when possible, but very limited from the following dates and locations and islands on the air. NA018, Sisimut, uh, now until April the 9th. NA018, Ilulisat, between April 10th and 15th. And NA134, Asiat, between April 16th and 18th. Operations are anticipated to take place from a hotel or in the countryside from a car. Operations will be single sideband only. QSL via G4MFX. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. At 10.04 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on March 21st, Rex KC5AGO of Texas, a member of the Maritime Mobile Service Net, heard and responded to a weak and broken Mayday call. The call was from the sailing vessel Gloria Jean, a 30-foot sailboat that was in the Pacific Ocean, about 120 miles west of Ensenada in Mexico. Weinheimer heard the distress call on 14.300 MHz, a frequency monitored by the MMSN. MMSN net controller Lee Langford, KG4DZN, told the ARRL that through the combined efforts of several net stations, the net was able to ascertain the situation and the position of this stricken vessel. MMSN operators contacted both the U.S. and Mexican Coast Guards, and both services deployed assets to the scene. The U.S. Coast Guard dispatched an M60 Jayhawk helicopter from San Diego and a C-130 Hercules plane from Sacramento. According to the USCG, the Gloria Jean had no propulsion, food, water or safety equipment. Near the end of WIA National News for this week, taking a look at the social scene for the next couple of months. This weekend in VK4 is the Bunya Mountains and District AMCOM and SCARC Somerset Dam Campout. Then next weekend in Western Australia, the Hills Amateur Radio Group Hagfest is at the Club Rooms, Les Murdy. In VK2, the WIA Emergency Communications Training Course continues at VK2 WI Dural. On April the 16th, again in VK2, the Amateur Radio New South Wales AGM at VK2 WI. April the 17th to the 18th, Amateur Radio, the first technology-based social network. That's the theme across to World Amateur Radio Day on April the 18th. The WIA National Field Day is on Sunday the 17th. Here in VK2, we'll have an open day at VK2 WI Dural. You can check with your local club to find out what they're doing. It's PR Day for AR. All rules and information you need are available on wia.org.au. 
reusable posters, display boards and uniforms, that's special polos, tees and hoodies, are also available, but be quick. Remember World Amateur Radio Day. Get involved. It only needs three or more to form a public station. From April the 23rd to 24th in VK2, the Urunga Radio Convention at the Senior Citizens Hall, Bower Street, Urunga. April the 30th to May the 1st, the Clareview Gathering. You can contact Clive, VK4ACC of the Radar Club. On May the 7th, it's the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club's Bark Fest, the Mount Gravatt Showgrounds, and that starts at 9.30am. Then May the 27th to the 29th, the WIA AGM weekend that's being held in Darwin. There's more information on the web or you can email the secretary at secretary at wia.org.au. Who would have thought? June the 10th to the 12th, the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering at King Reef Resort, Curramine Beach. And from June the 11th to the 12th in VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club Annual Field Day. Remember, you can find the contact details and more information about all these events in the text edition, which is on wia.org.au. This has been the national news from the WIA. Newsreaders Tim, VK2ZTM, and Richard, VK2SKY. The program was edited and assembled by Matthew, VK2YAP, and was produced for the WIA by Amateur Radio New South Wales, providing amateur radio news for over 50 years and serving amateur radio since 1910. Thanks for being with us. I'm John, VK2JPM, 73s. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.